Well, praise the Lord and greetings in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. This is Prophet Alan Brooks. And we're thanking the Lord, Jesus, for bringing us this far and waking us up and starting us on another day's journey. The Lord wants us to continue dealing with a message because once you begin to see this and walk in this, then you are assured to overcome every obstacle that will come your way. We're dealing with God's power of forgiveness. God's power of forgiveness. Do you not know that two, at least two, there are many, that two of the most powerful, powerful characteristics and personalities of God one is God's power of love. God's power to love. And we only know what that is because it is a part of God that he has given us whereby we are allowed to express what earthly, natural, terra firma love to build a family, to build and become a husband and a wife, and to love your children. God has given, God has given us his eros, his phileo, and his storgoi. And out of these three loves, therefore, we should be able to build a proper family. But because of the fall of Adam in the garden, now it is going to, to take the love of God, which is God's agape, God's agape love, the love of God, the power of God. And secondly, another main proponent of power that is a part of the gospel, one 
is the love of God is a major proponent if you want to preach and teach and express who God is one main power that must be excusated is the love of God and secondly out of many secondly another major proponent and part of the gospel is God's power to forgive God's power to forgive mingled with the unfathomable infinite love of God. We're talking about God's power to forgive. Watch this. Now, as we spoke before, Hebrews is written by the Apostle Luke. And as Luke goes deeply into the ceremonies of the Old Testament priests and the charge that was upon him and what he was called to do in making sacrifices on a continual for the people to cover their sins. That's just for that, for that time. That's just for that year. A priest had to go in the temple daily and yearly. Make an atonement, sprinkling blood on the altar, which God gave him the tabernacle. You can see that in Hebrews chapter number nine. He may say, a wonderful distinguish and a difference between the old way and the tabernacle which was great which was something great from God but now what God has given covers the whole debt of sin in a totality in totality Watch God's power of forgiveness because the work that the priests did in the Old Testament was to make an atonement, was to cover the sins of a family. That's why heads of family were to bring per tribe, the 12 tribes, per heads of family were to bring their own unspotted male lamb that was to be sacrificed for that family's sins. But the high priest himself had to first bring a sacrifice for himself, for his sins. Then he can, then he can accept the sacrifice from the people for their sins. But he first, the high priest first himself must be atoned. 
for his own sins. Now Jesus Christ has become our great high priest who bore our sins and propitiated us, imputed us back to God and has given us justification, reconciliation, redemption, and sanctification, and propitiation because of the work that God did on the cross by placing the sins of the world on his son and judging the son for the sins of the world that he himself did not do or would not do or did not commit. Amen. So your worship and your adoration and your honor to God according to the gospel must go to another level especially if you've been born again 5, 10, 15, 20 years 5, 15, 20 years oh yeah you should be able to, to know and understand the love of God the forgiveness of God and God forgetting and remitting your sins upon the Son and the Son dying to death for your sins. You're supposed to go to hell for your sins. But the Son went to hell for you and was raised with all power. A, a heaven and earth in his hand with all power now that you don't have to just sell your soul to the devil. You can give your soul to Christ. And in that, in, in that state, your sins are forgiven. Not only are they forgiven, they are forgotten. Yeah. Yeah, bring your praise up. How about Shotanamahai? Bring your bring your praise up. Not me, 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 me. Not what you gonna do. Not what you gonna do. No, 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 no. This is definitely not that time. This is a go back to God time. This will go back to understanding the love of God, which is a power, which is a power like lightning, earthquakes, tsunamis, powers, hurricanes, tornadoes, powers. The love of God is a power. It's the power of God. The mind of God is a power. The presence of God is power. 
God's ability to forgive all that will be a part of the body of Christ, sins, cover that whole debt, and that whole group will not enter hell, but spend eternity with God. Yeah, y'all got to bring your praise up. Y'all got to bring your worship and your adoration towards Jesus Christ himself, the Lamb of God. The Lamb of God, God making and presenting the perfect sacrifice to take away sins, all those who will be a part of the body of Christ forever. Watch this, because we will definitely, we will definitely have to go through a whole through the whole book of Hebrews. Because Hebrews starts right out with making Christ the preeminence over all things. Hebrews just starts right out giving Christ, making Christ the preeminence. By the time he gets to chapter 3, and four, you either believe or either you don't believe. And if you end up by three and still not believing, you will be just like the children of Israel whose carcasses fell in the wilderness because of unbelief. They did not enter into his rest. And rest for them at that time was Canaan, the promised land, Canaan, the black man, the Canaanites, black people, Canaan, the promised land. If it's the promised land and, and once the children of Israel would in, invade Canaan, if they will succumb to the theocracy and the rulership of the God of Israel, they then not only would be the promised land, they will be the promised man to help bring forth the Son of God. God manifested in the flesh. Why? Why? Because he's going to go to get into hell, you gotta be a man first. And you gotta be a man in sin, an unbeliever. You gotta die in your sins. That's your ticket into hell. Christ didn't have any sins on him until he took upon himself the sins of many. Now, he got a ticket, a one-way ticket into hell because he wants to go to hell anyway. And the way to get into hell, you've got to have sin on you. Christ didn't have any sin. He's coming to do a work for himself, for God manifested in the flesh. God made known in the flesh. 
He's coming to do a work so that and whereby he can engraft another group of people on a heavenly blessing and make them kin as a kinsman redeemer make them kin folks to the children of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob and a part of that blessing. Yeah, yeah. You got to bring your praise up. You got to bring your thanks up. Your thanks is low, low. This ain't the dollar store. This, this, this is not dollar general. Y'all got to bring your praise way up. And don't, don't, don't compare your, what you say is a tithe. Don't compare your tenth to what Christ has done and is doing for folks who ain't even saved yet who will get saved today and get saved tomorrow. He got to forgive their sins past, present, and future. This is the work and the power of Christ and God placing the sins of the world before you would even get here on his son. Well, how how today are you proclaiming to be a part of God? And you still sin. Your sins have to be covered. Your sins have to be covered first. In an atoning blood of Christ. Then. Forgiven. That's the only way they can be forgotten. They got to be covered in the propitiated blood of Christ. What's propitiation? Propitiation is the act of appeasing the orge or the righteous indignation of God. God was mad as hell at the sinner every day coming out the garden. So God's wrath from the Old Testament sacrifice, the Thessalonian, the Lamb of Old Testament Lamb, had to be sacrificed, had to be slain to propitiate and atone God until the real thing could get to you and to me. Amen. Bring up your worship, bring up your praise. Because the glory of God has definitely fallen. If you go through Hebrews 9, then 10, you will see a bloody work. Watch this. In 10, in 10 of Hebrews, he's, a going, he's going through the law. 
He's finna give you what was the law and the order and the ordinance of what the priesthood entailed. Priests, high priests, priests, the tabernacle, those things that were a part of the tabernacle, how to prepare this tabernacle because the tabernacle and every makeup of it represents every part of it. Every material that will be used to put together this tabernacle represents something about Christ. And God gave them the pattern how to put the tabernacle together. He said, build it according to the pattern that I show you because I'm going to give you a pattern of what's coming. Now this here will cover you, but it's only going to cover you until you get the real thing to you, till I get the real thing to you. You will see in Hebrews chapter 9, verse number 1. We're going to Hebrews 10. It says, verse number 1, just verse number 1. It says, then truly the first, cov the first covenant had also ordinance of divine services. He's saying that the first covenant, the tabernacle had ordinance of divine services Watch this, but it was a worldly sanctuary. Your, your building is a worldly sanctuary. Verse 2, for there was a tabernacle made, the first, wherein was the candlestick and the table and the showbread, which is called the sanctuary. See this? Three parts. After and after the second veil, the tabernacle, which is called the holiest of all, which had the golden censer and the Ark of the Covenant overlaid round about with gold, wherein was the golden pot that had manna and Aaron's rod that budded and the tablets of the covenant. And over it, the cherubims of the golden of the glory sh shadowing the mercy seat of which we cannot now speak particularly now when these things which thus ordained the priests went always into the first tabernacle accomplishing the service of God. That's just one thing, y'all. That's just one thing that the priests had to do in the tabernacle to just to accomplish the service of God.
but into the second went the high priest alone once every year, not without blood, which he offered for himself and for the heirs of the people, the Holy Ghost thus signifying the Holy Ghost, letting them know at that time that your sacrifice was received because your presentation and the way you offered it, the way I gave it, was, was well. The Holy Ghost thus signifying that the way into the holiest of all was not made manifested. You see this, the Holy Ghost was letting them know that the way into the holiest of all was not yet made manifested while as the first tabernacle was yet standing. The Holy Ghost thus signifying, letting them know that the way into, into the holiest of all What's the way into the holiest of all? The way into the holiest of all is you being baptized with the Holy Ghost. And he's not just pitching a tent. Now he's going to dwell among you. Now he's going to dwell among us. Now he's going to stay. Now, let's jump over to Hebrews 10, verse 10. He says, by the which we are sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. You didn't do this. You didn't, you didn't do this no matter how many degrees no matter how many pulpits you have graced their presence. You didn't do this. By the which will we are sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once for all Jesus died not your pastor and I know he probably he's a, probably a good guy but Jesus died once for all not only that Watch this. He went back to the Old Testament priest. And every priest standeth daily ministering and off, offering oftentimes the same sacrifice. Which cannot, which can never take away sins. But this man, after he had offered one sacrifice for sins for ever he offered one sacrifice for 
sins forever. Notice the other priests. In the Old Testament, every priest standeth. Now all of a sudden, once Christ has presented his sacrifice, not only for himself, for himself, as a high priest, now he can present himself as a sacrifice for the people. He sat down because the work of the high priest as far as sacrifices is done. We don't need another sacrifice. You don't have to sacrifice your husband. You don't have to sacrifice your wife. You don't have to sacrifice your kids. You don't have to sacrifice your marriage. You don't have to sacrifice your life or your career because Christ has sacrificed himself once and for all. Watch this. Then he sat down on the right hand of God. The right hand of God is in the regal seat, power and authority. God, God ain't got a right hand. Ain't no right side. To, if you go to try to find a run to sit on God's right side, you will, you will be running for eternity. If you go to try to sit on God's right hand side, there's no shadow of turning. The right hand of God represents and means that he's sitting in a regal seat in authority like he was the like he is the father because the son has the same regal power and authority that the king has as his dad he's sitting in a regal seat and power of authority the right sat down on the right hand of god from when from from how long from that point on, after he ascended in Acts chapter 1, from that point on, he sat down from henceforth expecting till his enemies be made his footstool. And the last enemy that shall be swallowed up in victory is death. <clears throat> Watch this, y'all. For by one offering he hath perfected forever them that are sanctified. Yeah, you got to come up in your praise if you are the born again. If if you if you walk in the power of the love of God, and if you walk in the power of God's forgiveness. If you walk in God's ability to forgive and forget all of your sins, past, present, and future, for by one offering he hath perfected forever them that are sanctified. Whereof the Holy Ghost also is a witness to us, 
that have the Holy Ghost. It is a witness to us. For after that, he has said before, this is the covenant that I will make with them after those days, saith the Lord. I will put my laws into their hearts and in their minds and I will write them and their sins. Do y'all see this? And their sins. And iniquities. Wow. Will I remember no more? Now, are we going to have to go back to the messages? Y'all have called God a liar? Is he lying? And their sins and their iniquities will I remember no more now where remission this is another word up under uh, atonement, remission. Where remission of these is, there is no more offering for sins. I don't need another offering for my sins because they've been remitted. They've been remission. They're in remission. For the remission of sins has been covered, has been made an atonement. In their sins and iniquities will I remember no more now where remission of these is, there is no more offering for sins. God's power of forgiveness. Amen.